just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show. Bro, I am your host, as I am every single time, Marcus himself, and as always, brought to you with my co-host, my partner in crime. We're not a college football show. Ryan, Ryan, buddy, how's it going? Great, Mark. (laughs) We're not a college football show, but we are at the same time. Yes, because we love talking about college football. And, Mm -hmm. spoiler, if you read the title... We're talking about college football, um, specifically the playoffs. So we're going to get into the the college football playoff or anything like that. I, I think we've talked about this before with the expansion of twelve teams. Let just remind me, what is your feeling on four teams, eight teams, twelve teams? What is your twelve? Almost seems like too many to me. Mm-hmm. I I think I don't hate four. I mean, obviously, if there were eight this year, Ohio State would have gotten in easily. Mm-hmm. But um, I think. I honestly think six would is probably would be better in my opinion. I I've always thought six I think two. They need to expand little by little, not just. Mm-hmm. I've always thought six two. If you do six, it's like an NFL. It's like one side of the NFL bracket where you mm-hmm. just let you let two the top two get buys, three plays six, four plays five, and yeah. then lowest seed plays number one, highest seed plays number two, and then and yeah. it goes out that way. Um, yeah. no automatic bids then. Yes, and I, I like that better. Yeah. But, hey, you know, 12 teams, why it's more college football. And, you know, the more the better for us. So Yeah, and I, I don't know because some people argue like, okay, I'm one of the people that argues the four teams make the regular season feel so much bigger. Yeah. Um, there are some you people can't that, mess up. No. And, and there your some, margin for error is so small. There are some people that argue that would still be the same. Like still by the end of the regular season, people will still be vying to be 12, you know, 11, right. 10, whatever the case may be. Um, it just gives like schools like Ohio State and Alabama and I guess Clemson just more room for air, per se. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, where you, we saw this year, those teams mm-hmm. did not have that error. And they, no. they, once they dropped a couple, it was, it was over. So, um, mm-hmm. but before we get into the playoff, uh, selfishly, we are going to talk about our own teams. The first time, we this is to. the first time that we're going to preview a Notre Dame game on this show is together. This is we've never previewed a Notre Dame game show, a Notre Dame football, uh, really? Notre Dame football game together. Yes, yeah, swear, I swear it. Um, Not even the Wisconsin game. Wow. Okay. We we didn't record the week of Wisconsin because I was in That's the middle fair. of the season. Um, yep. That was probably, that was partially had a lot to do with it. Yes, and and we didn't do UC either. Uh, Notre Dame UC. No. 
It's crazy. You know, we watched that game together, so. Yeah. Um, that sucked. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it makes it – it does make the Sting better you see in the playoff. That does make it I think so, better. too. Because we kind of talked about how, like, they were originally, like, almost set up to fail, but they still found a way to make it mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, they needed a bunch of things to happen for them to make it, and they all happened sort of yep. thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame, uh, Oklahoma State. Notre Dame right now is two and a half point favorites over under 45 and a half. Yep. Obviously, the big stories right now going into it, uh, Notre Dame, this is the first, you know, Marcus Freeman game as the head coach. Um, mm-hmm. And Oklahoma State uh, kind of – I don't think anybody else cares about this storyline besides us, Ryan. But Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator going to Ohio State next yep. year. So his his next two games are going to be He's not coaching against... for them either, so. Oh, in this game? No, he's not coaching for them. Oh, oh, just kidding then. I, I was under the assumption he yeah. was ending the season and then – okay, just I'm kidding. I'm pretty sure that he – that they said he wasn't going to. That he's already with like – he's already like reached out to like Ohio State recruits and stuff like that. Okay, scratch that from the uh, from the record. Mike Gundy was pretty salty that he – left Oklahoma State by the comments that he made. He basically just said Ohio State outbid them for him. Yeah, which is which is probably why that probably why that number is favored to Notre Dame. So yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah scratch out from the record. Don't don't that didn't that never happened. I never brought that up. Okay. Um yes exactly. Uh mum's the word. So uh Notre Dame um I'm excited. I'm so freaking pumped. I'm for, for a number of reasons. Number one, I want to see what Freeman – I am guessing Marcus Freeman is going to continue to call the defensive plays at least for this last game. Um, and then sense. And then going into next year, he'll have a new – he'll have an actual like, guy. Has he even, like, really hired a staff yet? Not really. Or it's just – it, no, I don't think he has yet. He just has the 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 guys that are still on staff from, from this past season. Brian Kelly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the majority of those guys he's going to keep number one. Um, yeah, but I think he wanted to follow Kelly. Yeah, he's going to bring in at least somebody to be his DC mm-hmm. uh, and call the defensive plays, and so he can take care of other stuff. But I'm assuming, and now I have no intel or word. Um, they had the um, press conference today, uh, and I forget who it was, but they were talking about how the defensive coordinator usually rides on bus number two. Uh, and he's been riding on bus number one, so he must not be the defensive coordinator anymore, just kind of like poking fun um, at yeah. Freeman. But um, funny. I'm interested to see kind of what Tommy does too. Tommy Reese, sorry, mm-hmm. if I put respect on his name. It's hard when I watched him as a player and right. like I I called him Tommy for forever. Um, he's not Coach Reese it, to me. It doesn't seem like he was playing like at Notre Dame that long ago either. Mm-hmm. No, he was he was Brian Kelly's first quarterback there, which is crazy to think about. There you go. Um, Just to get off t- yes. side uh, yeah. track for a second, I'm about to make the two feel really old. Starting next season, it would be ten years since Johnny Manziel won the Heisman. Dude, no way. Does that not blow your mind either? That blows yeah. my mind. I 2012. I, him him playing football is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Like that Alabama game was so both of them were really great. He honestly mm-hmm. he might have played better at a uh, college station the next year, honestly. Mm-hmm. I put him in the same category of Tim Tebow, 
uh, Cam Newton, like guys that elevated their college teams way higher than they should have been just because they were incredible yes. players. You, I, I don't think we could say the same about Burrow because that team was loaded. Yes, that talent. team was loaded, but he was fun to watch too. I again, yeah. we're going to continue to get sidetracked. We'll get back to Notre Dame, I promise. But you're just bringing up Tommy Reese. That's what I, I've been meaning to say that to you. Just yeah, to get your no, that it, reaction, yes, I like, realized how old we are. <laughs> um, I have before, before my NCAA disc died, which by the way, if anybody out there has an unused Xbox 360 uh, disc of NCAA 2014 and would like to send it to uh, Marcus, um, reach out to me via Twitter DMs and I will take it. Uh, no <laughs> questions asked. Um, but my disc isn't working anymore, so I can't play it. It's my favorite you game of all time. played it too much. Played, I played it too much. I literally played it to the point to where it's worn out. Um, but there was one year <laughs> I, I got a really, really good quarterback recruit and decided I'm going to um, – I'm going to – try and replicate the numbers that burrow had on that team do you know how hard it is to do what he did in one season even in a yeah. video game it's like impossible and he's putting like video game numbers too literally yeah like, yeah that, that's the crazy thing um but back to Notre Dame I I, I want to see getting back to Tommy um you know Tommy Reese I want to see because he even said I listened to a, a show he did with Ryan Rosillo which uh, was was really, really good, that um, there were some things Brian wouldn't let him do uh, that he, like, now feels like he has full control of everything that he wants to do with the offense. So I want to see what that is kind of thing. Like, I want to see what – I want to see if he stays in the booth too because he has been in the hey, booth while, yeah. while Brian's been on the field. So I don't know if he'll be on the field from now on and they'll put somebody else in the booth. Um, but – I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how the whole dynamic of the team works kind of thing. Uh, and how they – that Oklahoma State defense is so, so good. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The one thing Notre Dame excels at better than anything is running the football. And we saw with Baylor, when Baylor was able to run the ball well and take what the defense was giving them, they were able to move even it Williams. well. Yeah. Uh, even without Williams, yeah. yeah. I, I, is I it just it, him and Hamilton who opted out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Hamilton had been hurt for, for a majority oh, okay. of the year. So – Losing him, like Hamilton opting out is not huge. It is Kyron Williams sitting out. That's, I understand it. Like you said yesterday, no, I, I get or, it. you know, uh, the other day, just, just go get your money and, and do that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So, um, give a younger guy a chance to shine to kind of preview mm -hmm. what next year will look like. So, who's his backup? And, uh, I had it in my brain and I forgot. You know, I'm bad with names like, like you are, or bad with names unlike you are. That's why I have you on the, on this show. But anyway, um, look, I know I'll look, it up. I'll look up stats. Okay. I know that you uh, don't super love Notre Dame, but there's got to be a part of you that's rooting for Notre Dame in this game, right? I'd like to see them win. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma State's really all that great. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'd like to see the Irish win. I'd like to see Marcus Freeman get his first win. Yeah, especially a, a Dayton kid, which is, is super awesome mm -hmm. still. I still love that. Actually, I just remembered that they're ranked ahead of Ohio State. So, no, I don't want them to win. Just Dude, that's kidding. so selfish. I'm kidding. Is it um, Tyree? Chris yes. Tyree? Yes, Chris Tyree. Yep, 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 yep. Him and uh, Diggs. Tyree has three more yards and Diggs does on the season. Yeah, it's so Chris Diggs Tyree. It's Tyree. Touchdown. Logan Diggs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Louisiana kid, ironically. Mm-hmm. 
And Clemson's up twenty to three right now. It was just six to three like a second ago. Okay, and so the, we're blowing up. God, I love college football. They had a pick six after a touchdown. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 super excited for this game. I I want to see what that offense looks like against this Oklahoma State defense. Uh, and I think our defense. Like I think the defensive side of the ball, those guys are gonna be so freaking jacked up to play in this game for I think Freeman so too. that they're just gonna come out swinging. Now I don't be too uber aggressive. Like that was my biggest mm-hmm. issue with Freeman to begin the year is his his scheme is extremely aggressive, man on man coverage. Like he's he wants to kind of stay three defensive linemen down, uh, and sometimes you just need to. Um, you just need to put four down, stop the run, and then go from there, or maybe even mix up the coverages a little bit. But after listening to him talk, I kind of get where he comes from. They do very few things, but they try right. to do them really well kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, I'm jacked up. I love watching the Irish play. And I really want to get a New Year's Six win because they have have, a while. haven't done that in a while, and I'm tired of hearing about it. So uh, go Irish. Yes, sir. Let's go Irish. Let's go Irish. All right. Ryan, let's go ahead and get to them. The Rose Bowl, the the Kiss in Your Sister Bowl, Ohio um, State. Like the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> hey, the Fiesta Bowl is respectable. PlayStation, ever heard of it? Um, yeah. Ohio State, Utah. Uh, Ohio State right now favored by four and a half, um, over under 64 and a half. Ryan, go ahead and sound off. All righty. <laughs> He's gave me the floor. Obviously, the big story in this game is, you know, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, mainly, and then obviously Nicholas Petit-Free and Haskell Garrett opting out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously, like, I'm happy that, you know, Olave and Wilson were two of the best receivers to ever play at Ohio State. And obviously, I would love to see them play one more time, but I understand their decision. But I'm also really excited to see what some of the younger guys can do. You know, Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison Jr. are going to both play huge roles. Emeka Abuka will probably play a little bit. Probably not as much because he's a slot receiver and they still have Jackson Smith and Jigma. So you're basically seeing Ohio State's offense, like what it could look like for next year. Not to cut you off, I'm so sorry. Do you think they're going to move Smith and Jigma to be that number one dude and then they'll have Marvin Harrison be the two? I think they'll line up all over the place because – because I know last year they had uh, Garrett Wilson in the slot, and then they moved Wilson up to the outside. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, just because you're a slot receiver and outside doesn't mean you, you always line up in the slot or outside. Mm-hmm. I think they'll rotate them around. They got a lot of talent in the room, and especially with Smith and Jigma, we'll have probably the, the number one corner on, on a defense going covering him each game uh, next year, and obviously in this game too. So I think they'll do a good job of, of trying to move him around and uh, Fleming and Harrison. Very excited for Harrison because I've mm-hmm. this before. I'll mm-hmm. say it again. Uh, Marvin Harrison Sr. was one of my favorite receivers as a kid. So the fact that his son is a Buckeye, I'm so excited to watch him play. I was so. Um, I was super, super, super so. impressed with Marvin Harrison uh, Jr. in the uh, in their spring game. I really no, thought yeah, he, he played had, well. Yeah, he had a really good game. Mm-hmm. And pretty much like obviously, so with Petit Fari opting out, that's going to mean Thayer Mumford's going to play left tackle, and they'll play Matthew Jones at guard. Even Mumford said he's playing, so pretty much their offensive line will look a little different next year because they'll move Paris Johnson back to mm-hmm. left tackle. 
stuff like that. So I'll have to work that out in the spring. But anyway, it's just more to the game. This is a good way for Ohio State to end the regular season on a good note. You know, they haven't they've only had back to, they haven't had a back to back losses since 2013, see 2014 when they lost uh, to Michigan State and then uh, Clemson and back to back games in the mm-hmm. Big Ten Championship and the Orange Bowl. So this is a good way to enter season on a strong note and be ready for uh, Notre Dame in the opener. Yeah, and against a pretty good Utah team who beat Oregon twice. Mm-hmm. They're, and, they're not going to be a pushover. Yeah, and how how much of how much of the way Utah plays worries you a little bit? It, it does. Be, they, they do worry me because mm-hmm. the t- they play in a similar way that has given Ohio State fits the whole season. Like with their deep, you know, Ohio State seems it's the same issues they had early on in the season. They struggle kind of covering to the outside sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't, well, Anthony Brown was, you know, he was the only dual threat guy they really faced, but they had, they had issues against, um, like, Penn State, Oregon, Nebraska, and obviously Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's similar with, like, their defense. I haven't watched Utah enough to know, which is kind of why I'm just kind of rambling right now. No, you're good. They're, they're, they play a sim- they're, almost mini, they're almost mini Michigan. They're like a power okay, base. So. Like, they're going to run at you kind of thing, which is why I thought this was a good matchup. And it's yeah. going to see how the Buckeyes answer because, not mm-hmm. to bring up bad memories, but no, in, you're, you're exactly right. In the game, in the mouth. yeah, they did. It was it was six seven yard chunks, and I was like, oh, this is getting ugly now. Um, yeah. And if in Utah wants to do the same thing, they want to just mm-hmm. chunk. They they and, under center, you know, beach up kind of thing. Now it's going to be probably 60, 50, 60 degrees warmer too, which helps mm-hmm. a passing attack like Ohio State too. But. True. True. For me, it comes down for Ohio State. It comes down to finishing drives in the red zone. You know, you can't kick feet. to beat Ohio State. You have to force turnovers in plus territory, or just really anywhere, or force them to kick field goals in the red zone. Oregon, hmm. well, they didn't, they didn't kick any field goals against Oregon, but Oregon they they stopped them on downs three times. Um, hmm. Like Penn State, Nebraska, and Michigan, they forced Ohio State to kick field goals in the red zone on. At least one, if not a couple of occasions. So you have Ohio State has to be able to finish, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think Ohio State seems to be at their best when they get off to fast starts. You know, just hit them early and just force them to play catch up. Mm-hmm. That's what they really need to do. And I'm I'm very excited to see what some of these younger guys can do because it's kind of like what I just said earlier. It's a sneak preview of what you're going to see, what the team's going to look like for next year. Yeah. So and and I'm trying not to forget like. Ohio State is in a different class than Utah. Like they just yes. are. Yeah, they, they are in a different class of football than Utah is. And I'm good. Okay, I brought up bad memories for you. I'll bring up bad memories for me. Speaking of Fiesta Bowl, before Notre Dame is what they are now. The last time Ohio State played Notre Dame, I thought, okay, there's a chance Notre Dame is really good. That was the year they had Jalen Smith, and Jalen Smith yeah. ended up going out early. Um, that was yeah. But at that time, the Buckeyes were in a different class than Notre Dame. I think the gaps closed. A significant bit now just with the recruits they get and the way that they play yeah. and stuff like that um, I, I, I agree with that statement. but I always got to remember coming into bowl season when I'm like oh this would be a really good matchup the Michigan thing I still think Ohio State is a class above Michigan I would agree too the, the difference talent, is like, the difference is it's Ohio State Michigan that's why. right and Michigan kind of just used power football and Ohio State just couldn't they just hit Ohio State in the mouth Ohio State just couldn't hit back or it was, it was almost like one of those things where everything went Michigan's way and nothing mm-hmm. really went Ohio State's way, which it happens sort of thing. It's not like, exactly you know, 
you can only be this team so many times until the other team finally finds a way sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. I, that number started at Ohio State, favored by eight. You always know I'm always looking at the number. Ohio right. State favored by eight, now down to four and a half, which is telling me that a lot of money in public is on Utah. Um, if that line, by the time we hit Saturday, is down even further, um, I'm, I'm going to take Ohio State. If it's down to like three-ish, I'm going to take Ohio State. Um, well, Utah's going to have most of the fans. I guess Ohio State like gave back a whole bunch of tickets or whatever. If that really? even matters. Yeah. Really? That's why the um, prices for the game went way down. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it is in California, too. I think maybe yeah. people – the fact that the loss to Michigan may have some people being like, oh, I don't want to watch this game. Mm-hmm. short, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still – I want to watch them end the season on a, good, a positive note sort of thing. Yeah. That's what, you know, you got humiliated by Michigan. Just come out. Let's see some intensity and just mm-hmm. take it all out on Utah and just blow them out of the waters. Kind of like what you saw with TCU and Ole Miss back in uh, 2014, uh, whatever bowl game that was. I think it was the – I mean the Cotton Bowl or something, but mm-hmm. – or Sugar Bowl where they just blew Ole Miss out of the water because they were – yeah, obviously upset because they thought they got snubbed from the playoffs sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, anything else on the Buckeyes? I gave you the floor. We've, we've spoken about it. I'm, I'm on record. I, when push comes to shove, I'm probably going to end up taking the Buckeyes. I'm probably going to end up taking the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. I can't – my brain cannot tell me that they're not, not better than Utah. Like, Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah. I just can't – I think they're going to be ready for this game. I think the mission, the mission game was obviously a huge letdown, and I think they've – They've definitely, you know, mm-hmm. learned if, you know, they've gone over what went wrong in that game. They're probably have found ways that they think that uh, things could have gone better. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have to have fixed up some stuff. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see back to back, maybe sluggish type performances. I'm ho- hoping that you'll see a similar start, a game that they had against Michigan State the week before, mm-hmm. where they just came out and just humiliated them, yeah. basically, blew yeah. them out of the water. Um, all right. The playoff. Now, I think we've talked about this before. Ryan, playoff, New Year's Eve. We got games at 3.30. We got game at 7.30. I hate these games being on New Year's Eve. I agree. I, agree. I hate it. I hate it. It's on a Friday. Like, they got that on a Saturday or something. And it's, oh, my God. I know we've said this already on this show. You had it set up so perfectly. New Year's Day is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just put those games on New Year's Day. Just do it. And if you have mm-hmm. to take the New Year's Six games, put those on Friday. Like, as much they as I've done gonna, that before in the past, haven't they? Yeah, as much as I'm gonna like watching, like, no, like Notre Dame play on Saturday and Ohio State play on Saturday, and like those big games on actual New Year's Day, just flip flop them. Like, it's all the uh, yeah, same thing. Have have those games that are not the playoff playing earlier, and have the playoff games playing the day after when everybody's yeah, off kinda, and at home. I'm kind of salty about the Cincinnati-Alabama games, the first game, too. Why yeah, is I that? get why, because Cincinnati's not going to get the primetime ratings. Yeah. But, you know, I think for more Georgia and Michigan, since they're both bigger, have a good following base that they'll give them. Yeah. They're, they're giving them primetime. They're the brands. Why do you want Cincinnati to be the later game? Just because? 
yeah, because I, I really want to watch it. That's the one that really, intri- I, I guess, more have, have a rooting interest in, even though mm-hmm. I don't think Alabama is going to lose. No. I'm, this, I'm not betting against Saban. It's just in the other game, I have a, I'm not really, I don't want either team to win. I just want Michigan to lose. Yes. All right. So let's, let's start with Bama Cincinnati. So Bama uh, minus 13 and a half point favorites uh, over under 57 and a half. So the, Basically, Vegas is saying they are two touchdown favorites or should beat Cincinnati by two touchdowns. Um, Ryan, my thoughts are this. Let's hear it. It's Bama. It is. Don't overthink <laughs> it. It's Bama. Don't overthink it. What this is going to come down to, because since the strength of Cincinnati's team is without their defense, and obviously Bama's their offense, mm-hmm. it's going to come down to can Cincinnati slow down Jameson Williams. And they got two really good corners. Kobe Bryant, who's actually going to be changing his number from seven to eight mm-hmm. for Friday. Saw that. I think, I think he, he was the Jim Thorpe Award winner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yep. Best corner, which I feel like um, yeah, his other uh, corner, uh, Cincinnati's other one, Sauce Gardner, I, I thought he was the better of the two. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a key. And with no uh, John Mechie, you know, I, I feel like they're going to re- really keep keep an eye on Jameson Williams. I feel like they're going to have maybe two guys spying on them the whole game. Like, yeah, kind of like what Baltimore did to Devontae Adams, you know. Yeah. Because I think Bama's offense more goes how Jameson Williams goes. Just, you know, almost like playing a prevent defense. Just don't give up the big – give them everything underneath, but just don't, don't let them beat you over the top. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with you about that. I do think that they're going to they're gonna, – key on Williams a little bit more um mm-hmm. and, and they made I don't think it'll just be like Kobe Bryant on him mm-hmm. I think they might flop him and uh Sauce Gardner just because both of them are really talented it's not like there's a really not a big drop off between the two and like production or talent or anything like that yes uh I'm interested to see how they play against him because it is all right this is me Notre Dame fan hat is going on right now okay I have seen Notre Dame have really good teams like last year and play Bama and it doesn't even look close. Now, I have a feeling we'll see a sim- something like that, but I'll, I'll let you finish. There, there's not much that tells me like Cincinnati is a really good team and I've been super impressed with what yeah. Cincinnati's done this year. Besides the couple of games, they didn't look like right there wasn't like the, many like, that they were no like, like that, it was like but... navy Tulane, which navy we've said we give them a pass the east, triple option not east carolina um it was no. uh tulsa tulsa the yes. one where we were yeah out and they tulsa had like the ball like in the goal line and they didn't get it sort mm-hmm. of thing back to back yes so tulsa army i think they struggled a little bit with Tulane, correct or did they they yes they did. Tulane. Um, it was close early, but then they, they – yes. a lot of those games, it was close early, but they ended up pulling away late. So the score wasn't as close as probably the game was. But with the games where they needed to look good, East Carolina, that last game of the mm-hmm. year, uh, the AAC championship game against Houston, who just went on to go ahead and beat uh, Auburn in their, their bowl game. Like, they looked dominating in that game. I don't want to take anything away from Cincinnati. But I've just seen yeah. what Bama does to – to teams that are not Ohio State Clemson. And it's just I I I keep telling myself it's Nick Saban, it's Bama. It's Nick Saban, it's Bama. Don't overthink it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's been here before. Like he knows what yes. to do. I mean, I yes. Fickle, I mean, Fickle was a defensive coordinator when Ohio State beat them, if that mm-hmm. even matters. But but this is a whole different thing. 
that Ohio State team had a lot matched up better on paper talent-wise mm-hmm. than the Cincinnati team does. Granted, Cincinnati's running back, Jerome Ford, is an Alabama transfer. So, yeah, th- that even matters. But <laughs> um, I just think, you know, Desmond Ritter's a good quarterback. I just – he doesn't scare me throwing them. I don't think he scares a lot of people throwing the ball, especially against, like, an Alabama defense. Like, yeah. I think, obviously, he's better than Stetson Bennett, like, who they faced last game. But I, I – I, I don't know. It, I just I have a hard time seeing him light it, lighting Alabama up. Yeah. You know, Saban's been – he's a defensive-minded coach. He's been in these situations before. He'll know what to do. He'll be ready. Mm-hmm. So, I hope that number stays at 13-and-a-half. I'm, I'm going to take Bama minus 13-and-a-half. I, I think they roll. I think they win by 17-21, to 21 and we get another game of Alabama in the national championship. It's probably going to be what I think it's going to be. It's probably going to be another SEC title game, which I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I cannot yeah. live with Michigan winning, which <laughs> this might be a good way for us to steer into that matchup. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into that matchup then. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Georgia, Michigan, Georgia uh, minus seven and a half point favorites um, over under 45. As we had expected, even if Georgia lost to Alabama, which – as a Notre Dame fan, I was holding out hope that because of the way they lost, they would have fallen out of it. But I guess the their regular they season were just ranked too high. That I mean, they were never going to uh, knock them out of it, sort of thing. And the regular season gave them gave them enough to believe. Yeah, uh, that they should be. That now you can say what you want about who they played. Their one of their biggest wins, Clemson, turned out to not be as great no. of a team. Um, they're playing in that SEC East, which is not as strong as the West. So they're getting tested, but not in the same way of being tested. Mm-hmm. So just some of the knocks that go against Georgia. I even said all year long, their defense looked like the best unit. That was everybody mm-hmm. said that. That's not like a, a brain blowing thing that I came up with. But um, Ryan, you go first. If. Pains me to say this, but I just I could I feel like Michigan is going to win this game for a couple. Both of these teams are very similar in their style of play. They want to run the football and they want to you know play great defense. I just think well, Cade McNamara, who I had mentioned, I don't think he haven't been very impressed with him on the season, but he's gotten better clearly. I think he's better than Stetson Bennett. In Michigan, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. I feel like they're hitting, they're hitting their, they're peaking at the right time. You know, they finally got that monkey off their back. They beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten. And I think they're just playing. And obviously, Iowa in the Big Ten championship game is pretty one-dimensional. Their offense was shit. Yeah. Um, but if you watch like Michigan, they were just running like trick plays. They're doing everything that, that boom, everything's working. They're just dominating them, and it's just like. You know, they're playing with confidence sort of thing. It's just like, I just can't see, like, this is going to be a, a close game. I just can't see either team blowing one of them out. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I feel like Michigan, it's more like a Michigan blows out Georgia than Georgia blows out Michigan. But we'll see if Harbaugh, you know, he's choked in bowl games yeah. before. So, so I'm hoping that's, that, that's the Michigan team that shows up. <laughs> so, Ryan, as – I'm, I'm again going to make you say something that might pain you a little bit. They kind of feel like Ohio State 2015 a little I, bit. I've heard someone say that, and I, and I actually kind of agree with that too. They feel like Ohio State 2015. Like like literally everything that they needed to do, they've now done 
Mm-hmm. And not only done it, they've done it convincingly. Like when Ohio State beat Wisconsin 59 to zero to get into the playoff. Like, not that you Michigan. Beat them out. No. Yeah. And not that Michigan needed to blow the doors off of Ohio State and the Big Ten title game, but they did both. Like they left no yeah. doubt, like they should mm-hmm. be in kind of thing. And, and like you said, they're hitting their stride right now. Their defense is still playing extremely, extremely well. Um, I think that when you give them an offense that is not super complex, like Georgia's Georgia. offense is. And they're starting Stetson Bennett, too. Mm-hmm. They, they announced that. You probably wow. said that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they can pin their ears back. They can go. And, and I don't think that – like, because you're the big recruiting guy. Georgia gets dudes. Yeah. They get they, dudes. Yeah, Georgia's one – they – Georgia, Ohio State, and uh, Alabama are probably the three best, like, schools so, when it comes to recruiting like, each year. The talent level is a little bit higher than Michigan. Could you say that? Yes. Like, their and talent Ohio level, State had that, too, and obviously. It's a sim- similar sort of thing, but – And I, th- I think Ohio State is even more complex in what they do. Yes. And they prepare for Michigan all year long, and then they mm-hmm. still look like that against Michigan. Now, I'm going to bring it up again. It is Ohio State-Michigan, so it's a different yes. feeling. It's a different feeling yes. for sure. Um, this is still the playoff, so you mm-hmm. have to, like, get up for – like, you know, both of these teams are going to be ready, so you think. I mean, yeah. Georgia's kind of been in this situation before. I mean, maybe not, not like most of the players, but, like, at least Kirby Smart's been in this situation before, unlike Harbaugh sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, I mean uh, – I, I just can't – I just don't trust Georgia. It, it, <laughs> I don't – and it's just like uh, – like Michigan's playing with a lot of confidence right now. They got a lot of, they got a lot of swag with, you know, with how they're playing. Like they're mm-hmm. running the ball great. Their other running back, Blake Corham, who's kind of been banged up, is now they said completely healthy. Uh, their third string running back. Like their receivers may not scare you, but their running backs are all really good. Like mm-hmm. Don, Donovan Edwards, number seven. Like he's great in the passing game. Like – um. And I feel like they found like McNamara, they found how they can be effective with Cade McNamara. Like mm-hmm. they, they found their winning formula sort of thing. Yes. Like, they now know how they can beat teams. And, and I think there's only one team who I don't think they can beat, you know, it's Alabama, but. Yeah. So Ryan, new segment alert. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's hear what's, it. What's your heart say? What's your head say? I don't even know just because. It seems so evenly mad. I just – my head says Michigan, as painful as that <laughs> is to say. Mm-hmm. But my heart says – I think Georgia just mm-hmm. – well, probably more – well, I don't really want Georgia to win. I just want Michigan more to lose. But you I, don't I want I Michigan to win, yes. Winning. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I can deal with them winning. Um, and maybe because Georgia has better athletes on defense and they may be able to shut down – Michigan's offense sort of thing. Like, yeah. If you can force them to third and long, like you were saying, because yeah. I think the strength of Georgia's defense is their D-line and Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart – okay, I'm not a big Michigan fan either at all, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's that little – it's, it's the triangle of, of Ann Arbor, Columbus, South yep. Bend. For some reason, mm-hmm. those three teams do not like each other one bit. No. <laughs> Not a huge fan of Michigan. My heart says Michigan. I really think that Michigan right now, it's it's almost team of destiny. Michigan's going to do this. Michigan's going to win. They're like the main underdogs because yes. they were unranked in the preseason. Like, mm-hmm. I, mean, and, I thought they were going to be ter- 
terrible this year. Like, and people forgot. Harbaugh, like, took a huge pay cut for an mm-hmm, extension. Mm-hmm. To, they're basically pro- getting ready to fire him sort of thing. Yes. People said he should have been fired last year when they were yeah. terrible, and they were terrible last year. Mm-hmm. I honestly still think they ducked Ohio State to end the year. Like, I don't know if they had COVID to end the They'll year. They'll never I admit think, it, but. No. I think they ducked the Buckeyes because they knew the Buckeyes were going to dog on them. Now, that's conspiracy brain. That's neither here nor there. Michigan I think they used year. part of that as motivation to mm-hmm. winning the game this year because they felt disrespected by that. True or not true, but and if Michigan hadn't have blown it against Michigan State, they'd be yeah. the number one team in the nation right now. They may have been yeah. the number one team in the nation before Georgia even lost in the SC title game. Yeah, so, no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that they it was just the fact that Georgia had been undefeated and just been the most dominant team in the country mm-hmm. is why. Yeah. yeah, no, you you are right because you know Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, all like the expected top top teams went through like rough patches. Michigan mm-hmm. really never did. I mean, no, yeah, they had some close games with like Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska had everybody close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruck, I mean, Rutgers also. I thought should have beaten them. Yeah, um, and you know, and after we lost to Michigan State, it was just oh, they were the same old Michigan team. You know, what do you expect? And then mm-hmm. you know, they just came out and they they finally did it. They finally beat Ohio State. Like. And it, it again, it feels like they're the team. So Hart says Michigan, head says Georgia. So like the exact opposite. I just, exact opposite. I think, I think when, when I look at it, it's hard for me. Like you said, if they can get Michigan in bad spots, mm-hmm. Michigan could unravel fast. And they've shown that. If, if you, you can take away Michigan's running game sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like either and, shut down the run. Or just get to a point where they have to throw the ball every down. I, I think that's not how Michigan wants to play. And against Michigan State, and they Georgia doesn't they want to play like that either. Yeah, against Michigan State, they were very susceptible yeah. to the run, which is what Georgia wants to do as well. So mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Kenneth Walker was a monster that game, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end up taking Michigan plus seven and a half because I like the number. Because I, I think you're right. It's gonna be closer. It's gonna be a close game. I don't think one team blows out the other because they are so evenly matched. It's like the same team playing the same team. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the team who makes less mistakes wins. Yes. As dumb yeah. and cliche as that sounds. But it is true. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? I mean, we have uh... – If they can lose, that would make New Year's Day so much more enjoyable. <laughs> it would it, – I, I, I could see how that, that would be the case for you. Um, <laughs> we get Penn State, Arkansas that too, to that day. Eh. Yeah, Penn State's having a bunch of guys opt out. Probably yes. Uh, Iowa, Kentucky should be just take the under. I mean, that's just underfest yeah. season. Um, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Um, yeah. I'm oh Baylor, Old Miss. That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, I think that'll, that'll be a, that'll be a game. good game. Mm-hmm. Matt Corral's playing, isn't he? Uh, I think so. I haven't heard that he opted yeah. out. So, yeah, no, uh, I, I think that'll be a good game. And Baylor's playing really good football, too. So, yes. hopefully an- another SEC loss would be perfect. And the SEC stinks, yes, too. So that'll be fun to watch. But it's going to be awesome. I love these games. I'm, I always get so sad when it comes to this time of the year, though, because I know it's so close to being over. Uh, I agree. Unless if your team's actually playing for, like, a championship or a yes. playoff. It's, kind of, it's like it's, where Ohio State and Notre Dame are. It's kind of like, you know, season didn't go their way, but it's – It's fun and stressful. Yeah, Yeah. fun and stressful. It's crazy. Uh, Mm -hmm. How stressed have you been during Ohio State playoff games? Oh, very stressed. Yeah. That Clemson game from uh, 2019. 
was <laughs> even the game last year, like in the beginning, was stressful. But once Ohio State really put their foot on the gas, and by the second half, it was very enjoyable. Yes, yeah, I can see and how that's the case. Thought after that game, I thought that they were going to beat Bama easily because I thought Clemson had a better defense. But boy, was I wrong. Oh, that's a that's a elite Bama team. That was a, that was mm-hmm. one of the strange enough to say probably one of the best Bama teams we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but that anyway, Bama game was a instant classic in 2019. Yes, nobody realized it at the time. Mm-mm. No. Uh, awesome, 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 awesome. Well, I can't wait. I Ryan, we say it every time, but I'm sure I'm going to watch these games with you. I know yeah. I'll be watching I, I at least one the of the playoff was, games. I think we'll probably be at Evans' house on Saturday. Yes. So, uh, probably, probably watching that game at least, uh, or the, the Saturday game is probably going to watch at least the afternoon, the, the 730 Friday game. Oh yeah. I'll definitely watch both of those. Yep. Um, but thank you all for listening to the not college football show where we only talk about college football. Um, (laughs) uh, remember to download, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much again. And, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks y'all for listening.